Yeah. Also, those knitted condoms aren't going to work for you. I didn't have the heart to tell you when I when I saw you knitting them with no, the Crofton, tiny little needles. They're, Crofton, they're they're for her pleasure. <laughs> that would be that, that would be so much carpet burns. <laughs> Depends what kind of movie. Like the reddest genitals ever. Oh my god. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. We are live for the three in attendance and the dozens listening at home. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. I'm Crofton Steers, and now it's time for a full feature podcast featuring discussion, debate, and friendship. To my left, debating out of the red corner, this man is an urban his- hipster and trained in the art of CBC radio, weighing in at too skinny, my friend Michael Soup Club Hodgins. I'll have you know my BMI is right where it should be. To my right, debating out of the blue corner, this man is a closet shut-in and trained in the art of wearing a hat and having a beard, weighing in at none of your damn business, my acquaintance, Bo, call police if you see him, Schwartz. Oh, yeah! Uh, Do we have a predetermined wrestling theme to this one? What? No? I I really just wish you would have let me know I was going to have to be masculine. That just, in, that intro was professional <laughs> enough. We should have hired someone uh, with a professional voice to have done it. What? Whoa! I worked. I put my heart and soul yeah. into the intro, and now no, you're... it was good. But I'm just saying, it's like you know, you'd want there to be like the announcer saying that. That's true. I agree. I would have liked to ha- have had a, a Bruce Buffer or his boxing brother or whatever the hell. They're famous announcers. <laughs> so, how you gents doing today? I'm doing great, I guess, uh, as you can tell by my intro. Ooh, yeah! Ready to do a podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Yeah, and he looks just as good. Um, hey, I was listening to the radio, because as, as you know from my intro, I'm well-versed in CBC listenership. That's true. Uh, and they were talking about something we discussed on the show, apostrophes. Maybe they were listening. And I doubt that. Remember, they're real radio. Uh and uh, in any case, <laughs> apparently there are, I don't remember even what our verdicts were on apostrophes, but apparently in Cambridge, England, uh, they put up a bunch of signs, the home city did, uh, and didn't put apostrophes where they should have. And then there's been apostrophe, apostrophe vigilantes that are going around adding apostrophes to the signs to make them <laughs> grammatically correct. So, so it looks like the apostrophe is not dead yet. It's like it, an apostrophe collapse. England has the nerdiest graffiti artists. <laughs> they're all say that right now. They're dressed in like tailored suits and be like, oh, yes, very good. Apostrophe. Yeah. Uh, apostrophe. <laughs> oh, this is a semicolon. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's well, that's a, a way throwback. And, you know, that's a good segue into the fact that we're pretty much uh, closing in on the 50 podcast mark. Apostrophes were a long time ago. And I, <laughs> I remember enjoying it. I was a young man back then. Awesome Still segue. Are. I have some white hair. <laughs> so you're going to segue us into the rapid random topic generator, Crofton? Yeah. I, I, I don't see any way to do that, so let's just, let's just get it pull started. The <laughs> 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 All 
Ugh. <coughs> um, the topic today is uh, suburbs. The suburbs. It's funny because um, last time the topic was bureaucracy, and, or, or one of the last times, and uh, and when we read it, I remember like just immediately going, oh, and like sighing and that sort of thing. That's exactly what's happening right now. As soon what? as you read the oh, word come. suburbs, I immediately just had like, oh, the suburbs. Wait, okay, I think this... Bo should start this one because he's the only one of the three of us who grew up in a suburb. Well, really? You didn't? Not- yes, I've been to your house I when you, you so. live in suburbia, man. No, I just mean like of the three of us. That's pretty. Okay, yeah. Well, I grew up so, in the country, so I don't know what to say. All right, so a suburb is a boring ass place that you can live. It has like stores and stuff, but really like no culture. So it's just a bunch of houses and just a bunch of stores that are far away from anything interesting. Yeah, that's the suburbs. <laughs> well, okay, let me let me expand on that a little bit from my point of view. Uh, I think they are also the um, the they often ring a city and 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 are the kind of the area largely residential that is between, say, a downtown core of a city and. Uh, where it starts to become rural land, often that area is filled with suburbs, which uh, yeah, well, it's it's sort of in the direction of expansion. Like if you think of, I think if you were to look at a map and say, oh, the suburbs are located here, you'd kind of see that it gradually moves away from the nerve center, and they the tend city. to be uh, lower low density as compared to um, a city core, or high density as opposed to a farm field. I think that like one of the other characteristics about a suburb, although it's not always true, is that a lot of the houses look, while they might not be identical, they often look very similar. I think the I think the term you're looking for is cookie cutter. Yeah, cookie cutter, but like, I guess so. Like, I don't know how you go about making houses that look so similar yet they're not identical. Because they're all built uh, by a single developer around the same time or in phases as as the suburb grows. Using like uh, similar materials? Can, well, they can, buy, they can buy large swaths of land due to the, the low cost. And like anything, if you make more than one thing uh, at a time, your cost is reduced. And so they make as many, you know, a, 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 series, a, a series of houses uh, in an area. And that's why they, they control a certain amount of of density where they could never do that in the middle of a city because the cost of land would just be too expensive. And this, and the same applies for like, you know, if you're going to hire an architect to build a number of home designs and you say, okay, well, I buy this farmer's field and I want to fill it with 10,000 homes. Uh, you know, it'd be much more cost effective to ask the architect, give me five good designs that we can kind of tweak somewhat rather than saying, give me 10,000 individual unique homes, please. That would cost a fortune. So that's, I think, why they tend to be similar and why they're more affordable. On the positive side of things, let's on positive, like people refer to the suburbs, uh, fans of the suburbs, people who live there, will say that it's the best of both worlds. And I think what they mean by that is that you have um, the room that you would you would want in in country living, say like a yard and, and space and that, um, while you would have access to the amenities and and uh, infrastructure that uh, city urbanites 
enjoy, such as, you know, sewer, uh, sewer system, probably large retail presence, and also proximity, in, you know, at least compared to, say, country people, to, uh, you know, movie theaters or, or cultural centers and that sort of thing. So suburbs are often presented as the best of both worlds. <laughs> another, do we, do another we think w- that... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, another way to say that would be that they are the worst of both worlds, <laughs> which is to say has more or less the density of a city in that your your a-hole neighbor is right in your face, parking his car halfway on your yard uh, or blocking you in or whatnot, making noise in the backyard, and yet has none of the conveniences of a downtown, i.e. walkability. You still require your car to get everywhere as you do in the country, but yet you don't have any of the natural beauty and or actual space that the country provides. So uh, to <laughs> frame it the exact opposite way, worst of both worlds. But um, what is like some of the other reasons? I'm trying to think of it before because like I grew up in the suburbs, so I'm not real. Like I didn't, I didn't like it. I think I was always very eager to escape it. So I'm trying to look at it from the other side and say, what would be some of the reasons that it would be good to live in a suburb area? Because I mean, we all sound kind of heavily biased against it. So maybe if we're being even-handed, uh, to me, one of the ideas of getting out of the city is that. Um, you know, if you have children, you might have a different quality of person in the inner city, depending on the neighborhood, as opposed to a quieter suburb area um, with more space. Yeah, that's that's potentially uh, <laughs> there's, positive. There's, I'm kind it, of surprised. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I'm kind of surprised because, see, I know I can't understand the idea of living in the suburbs and I thought that was due to the fact that I grew so I grew up in the country and then when I have moved to an urban lifestyle for me uh, I felt like well urban has to be urban so really walkable like you, you public transportation right your doorstop you don't need your car at all and that's sort of where I live now so I thought but I, I, I could never understand the concept of moving from the country which I was totally dependent on my car to the suburbs and someone once told me it might even have been you Crofton but I can't recall, someone said, well, that's because it's not normalized for you. You didn't grow up in the suburbs. It's not familiar to you. It doesn't have really the conveniences of uh, really urban living. But So it just seems unfamiliar. So I've kind of surprised that Bo uh, <laughs> just came to the suburbs because I thought it, sh- it shouldn't be a familiar landscape for you. Um, well, I think it was. So where I lived was in Elmer. And I think there are different types of suburbs. Maybe you can't paint them all with a broad brush, but our suburb was fairly removed from what we would call the inner city here in Ottawa. It's maybe about a 20-minute 20 20 minute drive in from, to town, uh, 40 minutes by bus, which I took all the time to get to the city. Um, but basically, you know, Friday, Saturday night, as a teenager mostly, um, you'd want to go out and do interesting things, and a lot of it required, you know, traveling quite far. So mostly you ended up staying in town, not doing too much. So I always had this impression that it was very dull living. A part of me could see myself, you know, as an adult, if you're a person that drives and has kids, that maybe that there's some appeal to the space and that the amenities are relatively close. Um, But I'm really dead set against it because I don't have kids. Uh, And so the idea of traveling really far, I don't drive either. So traveling, having to walk really far to go to a store or um, just the overall, like, since I like the character of inner city buildings and, and places to go, I, I'm not, there's nothing there for me. It would be really boring to live there. So I'm kind of, I'm not, 
I'm trying to figure out whether I'm actually just dead set against the concept of suburbs, but certainly it doesn't work for me. Um, I think that in in just adding on to to Bo's thing, when you grow up somewhere, especially when you hit your teenage years, there are things that are going to drive you nuts about where you live. I grew up great spot in Wakefield, uh, which is a, a small little town, sort of country country style. Um, and when I was a teenager, I, it was absolutely driving me nuts because I couldn't, I wanted to hang out with my friends. I couldn't do it. And I had a friend that lived in Gatineau, which is a essentially an entire city made up of suburbs. And uh, he lived not too far from a, a mall because honestly, malls are quite common in suburbs, strip, uh, be they strip malls, outside malls, or, or even, even big indoor complexes. And so um, for me, I wanted to, I I thought where he lived was awesome. I, you know, he was close, close to stuff, close to the mall, and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, my parents also didn't mind me going there because it was the suburbs, right? It wasn't like a, a downtown area or whatever. So, uh, but I, you know, growing up somewhere, you feel that that in your teenage years, a rebellion against that place. So it doesn't doesn't surprise me so much. I think that a just to add a little bit of context to where we're coming from, in case people are listening from, say, the States or elsewhere, suburbs around here tend to be lower cost um, than than uh, the the main downtown core. In some American cities, uh, the suburbs are actually the pricey place in which to live, where the nice homes are and that. And and uh, a lot of them have had to rebuild the downtown core, where for us, it's it's uh, it's the dead opposite. I know that for a lot of people here and the people I talk to that migrate to the suburbs, one of the huge appeals is is cost. Actually, suburbs are often the more expensive place to live, where where we are around here, one of the driving factors that pushes people to the suburbs, especially when purchasing their first home or looking for a home that can support multiple children and that sort of thing uh, at an at a you know, decently affordable price. Uh, they look to, they often look to the suburbs. Where in the states, the suburbs is more of a destination uh, and less of a sort of like stepping stone to maybe downtown or whatever. Well, it, that's interesting because that's kind of been a cycle, and it was the case um, it, in most North American cities, and, and the one we live in uh, as well. Where I live, it, which is quite downtown, started off as kind of like the houses are quite big, and they're built around the turn of the century, nineteen hundred ish, and it was all like these grand, like pretty large homes and whatever. But at some point during, I think it was the fifties, was the big time of suburbs <coughs> starting. Uh, people didn't want to live in these like tight bunched up little you know the neighbor right next door sort of thing and cars gasoline was cheap and the cars were plentiful so there was an exodus from the downtown core and that has so where the neighborhood i I live in and this has happened a lot of downtown cores turned into a lot of apartments almost all these big houses were divided into like three unit four unit it was all apartment and became low rent area and it was that way for decades and then at some point, as people have shifted their needs and kind of wanted to get a little bit off car dependence and or oil dependence, uh, they started coming back downtown. And that's driven prices through the roof. So in our, our city is a good example of where that's completely flip-flopped. And now the suburbs are the affordable places and the downtown where there's limited land has driven the land prices way up. The suburb, like suburbs themselves offer like, – I, when I think of suburbs, I think of – parents raising their children like i feel like i feel like there are probably very few single adults 
who could contemplate the suburbs as a real viable option. Like maybe that person really wants to live in the suburb, but like apart from that, I picture the majority of people purchasing homes are people starting families or starting like new marriages and stuff like that. And, um, and I think it's sort of like having that middle ground of like having the country space, Mike, that you grew up with, but being close enough to the comforts of a city. So all the stores and all the amenities that are associated with it. Um, and, and commuting. That's the big one, right? Like it's commuting. That Well, the country would be a big commute. So you compromise in the middle, right? Right, yeah. right. But often the infrastructure to get people from the suburbs to the downtown is is in most cities with successful suburbs is generally well established as opposed to like, you know, you could just hop on a train that brings you right downtown or you can take a bus that brings you right downtown. I think there are merits to living in the suburbs. And I think one of them uh, that jumps out to me right often that I think some people – uh, when, when we talk about the worst of both worlds, you have to you have to also look at people say the best of both worlds, and you got to put your put sort of your yourself in their shoes. And one one of the things I know that can be annoying to people living in the city is noise. Yeah. And um, and for example, I know where all three of us live, and there is there there is noise in all three places. Noise that we get used to or turn tune out. There's main arteries, like main streets that, that go by. Where in the in the suburbs, there are also main streets. There are also main streets that make a lot of noise. But there's a lot of like as it sprawls out and expands, there's a lot of little nooks and crannies that are pretty much dead quiet. And like you said, Bo the people there tend to be family people. There's less you don't have to worry about big big parties or pub crawls or what have you and that sort of thing um, so every now and then or there, there's that there's that person on your street that always has the parties but uh yeah it's generally crofton you're right um it's super quiet i haven't had like quiet nights like uh well i mean they're never as quiet as when we go to the country when i go up to like my dad's place or my grandmother's place where it's just like dead quiet I kind of miss that actually. I need that, but um, the suburb can be relatively quiet. Like here, I, I will. Like, it's snowing today, like crazy. So you know, for the majority of the day, I can hear uh, the trucks like cleaning the road and cleaning the sidewalk and stuff like that. And I don't mind it so much. But um, given the choice between the two, it'd be better not to hear it, I suppose. So, <clears throat> but let's be honest. Uh, and by that I mean critical. <laughs> uh, they're a terrible, uh, terribly inefficient use of land. And <clears throat> think of it in terms of the fact that what what's being converted into suburbs is largely agricultural land, and agricultural land adjacent to to big cities. So that's arguably some of the most valuable agricultural land you know around and i think that that because it's because it is valuable that makes it attractive to developers and you know you'd be crazy not if you're a farmer maybe not to sell it for a few million dollars to cash in but as oil gets more expensive uh and or uh, there's less of it having having the ability to sort of grow food around a city is very is very valuable and as we com- convert it into uh, inefficiently built suburbs, ones which require cars, like require cars. Uh, you can't walk around some of these places, or well, you can, but it just takes hours to get anywhere. Uh, and and you know sometimes the 
the the bus systems work out and that's all right but the bottom line is you you you're you're walking to a bus stop or you're, you're driving someplace they're 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 built that way with the kind of garages out front car 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 and i just it's just it's just a horrible way to design a living space as far as i'm concerned well contemporary living is requisite on motor vehicles like you know cuz i kind of get what i get what you're saying it's there's no agricultural land nearby so there's no alternatives for food if there's a shortage for whatever, you know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no local food <laughs> for, well, and to, I, and I to feed some, the local people. I heard some argument recently. They were talking about changing a bylaw that it was one of the suburbs around here, changing the bylaw to allow, uh, cause right now I think in some of these suburbs, there's bylaws, you can't park cars two beside each other. They, they could be one behind each other, but there was a bylaw against that. And, and people were complaining because, they didn't have enough room to park their cars. And someone said, this is a suburb, so we're talking about two-car families minimum, two cars per family. And that, to me, is insane. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, I know I've chosen a lifestyle of, I, 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 you know, I have a car and to share it between a few people, but I do not require it. If I broke down, I wouldn't need it. Uh, but in the suburbs, you need it. There's no way around it. Yeah. Well, you know, unless unless you have a bus option, I think in some I can think of some areas where bus is, is an option, but I think I think like you're just sacrificing your time to live in the suburb. Like you're do, like I know lots of people who are vehicle drivers who still take the bus quite often into work and stuff like that. Like I think bus is still a pretty important feature of the suburb area. But do you know anyone who lives in a suburb who doesn't own a car? No, not really that I can think of. Like no, they they have the car. I'm just. You know, yeah, I they, guess I don't, suburb, so. suburbs sell the idea of the two-car garage, right? Like that's that's part of, and in part of this, um, the existence of a suburb, a large part of it, and we talked recently about advertising on this show, is is the idea of selling. Um, I'm going to say the American dream, Canadian dream, whatever. The idea that um, to have be considered having made it, you have the single detached family home or like a a large enough you know, home uh, with a two-car garage or whatever, uh, a white picket fence, blah, 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 blah. And and I think that I think that people want that. Like Mike will often go on his sort of, I don't want to say rants, but they're rants, um, where he's talking <laughs> about how, how you best spend, you know, spend, spending money, you know, buy a duplex uh, with a friend or, or, you know, just rent out half. You're able to, to afford places that you wouldn't be able to. Otherwise, you know, you don't, the cost that you spend on a car, if you put that towards your house, all that sort of thing that, that, that he's right on. But, but what people can't get around is is these desires they have in their head uh, with regards to having their own house, and 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 sometimes the only place they can afford it is the suburbs. And some some place, honestly, and I've met a lot of people like this, the house that they want, their idea of a dream house, is the one that's located in the suburbs. Often those houses are near golf courses, or they're near, um, uh, or they're you know they're near big like. Price club or whatever giant giant centers. They have sizable backyards. We live in a city with a lot of backyards, but there's a lot of denser cities that have no backyards. So if you want a backyard, you pretty much gotta buy in the suburbs. And if you have a kid, you want your kid to have a backyard or to, to play in a backyard. Yeah, it's fence. Yeah. 
Yeah, with a protected whatever yeah. area. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, uh, look, we're in a small city. Like, let's face it. Even even though it's a million, if you look at the whole surrounding area, but like when you're talking multi-million cities, like, I mean, you've got to get out pretty far before you have any sort of yard, and if you want your child to have any sort of like outdoors existence, but still be able to commute to work in time, you have to l- look at a suburb. Yeah. See, I look at. I, sorry, Mike. I just I look at Ottawa because Ottawa. We live. We all live in Ottawa. We're all pretty familiar with Ottawa. But you know, I, we went to Toronto recently, and that place suburb there is a whole other meaning than it does here. Like, like literally, you, it's like a mountainside covered with these like really nice, spacious houses. And a lot of those people travel hours on the go train or just driving into the city to go to work. Like they sacrifice a lot of their time to live where they live and yet work in the city. Like so, there's there's this real sense of escaping the city, even though they're of the city, right? Like you know, is it really worth it? I guess I mean, but and again, it, it also like like so yeah, we live in a small city, and the commutes maybe not that bad. Uh-huh. And big cities, we talk about longer commutes because as the city gets bigger an efficient way to use the land in close adjacent to downtown is to build densely so to have high rises of condos or office buildings or whatever it's super inefficient to build two-story houses over swaths of land which is what uh, suburbs are so any big city you're going pretty far out because why would you waste the land on building like these cookie cutter houses next to each other it's literally just like it's just wasteful it's just funny though, because you say, like, because I I don't want to, because I, I get what you're saying by wasteful, and it, it makes sense, like it makes sense in a certain light, but then like I'm also thinking I'm like, there's tons of land to build houses on in the in this country, you know, there's like but why do they they not, all got to pile on in Toronto or in Ottawa, but not you sustain, know? like not sustainably, yeah. it's like, it's like yes, if you gave every person one acre of land and a house on it and spread them out evenly across the country, especially in Canada, for sure there's enough acres for everyone, yeah. but it becomes increasingly insane to connect those people together through like living. Like utilities uh, and things like well, it's water just like and stuff. infrastructure costs are <laughs> ridiculous, and yeah. uh, it's one thing when they're put in new, and but after a while, in fifty years, when all those needs upgrade, and you're talking about thousands of miles of infrastructure. In any case, I think you know where I'm leading on this one, so I'm pretty happy to get towards a uh, a verdict soon. All right, I think Crofton, it's your turn to be up first. Uh, is it? I was up first last know. time. I think I'll I go just. First. Yeah, just let Mike, he's, he's on a roll here. Let him roll right into his verdict, which I'm All sure right. is going to be good. Let's hear it. The verdict? Well, it, he, yes, I, it's, it's good in that it's correct, which is to say <laughs> suburbs are bad. They're, they're bad because they're built in an unsustainable fashion. So we're going forward, what we're doing is creating slums of the future. When we have, when we, when, when oil, when peak oil passes and the costs become astronomical to commute the way people do, we're going to be, we're going to have infrastructure nightmares um, where not everyone can afford a car anymore. And you're going to have people flood back into the downtown cores, which is starting to happen already as people want to stop paying and working for their car. And then drive up the housing prices so that only the people who can't afford to live anywhere else go to the suburbs. It's just a recipe for disaster, and we just keep building more and more of them because it's assembly line housing. It's just meant to be cheap, whip it out. They're not going to last. They're built out of 
you know, subpar building materials. Everything's press board. Blah blah blah. I could go on. They're bad. Um, I'm gonna say that the suburbs are bad. <laughs> this is more of a personal touch. Mike seems to have an informed opinion on the use of agriculture and resources. I don't. I grew up in a suburb, and I didn't have. I mean, I guess I liked my childhood, but uh, you know, it wasn't fun. And I'm pretty happy now that I'm an adult. I don't have to live there. So, suburbs are bad. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think the suburbs are bad too. And I echo what both of you say, except I didn't live there, and I don't really want to live there, and uh, they're just not super fun, and I find them boring, so <laughs> they're bad. All right. Okay. Well, bad's across the board. Take that yeah. suburb. I think that's a first. In your face, suburb. Yeah. One, one of us should run for mayor on a platform of destroying the suburbs. Uh, we haven't record, we haven't done we haven't even done cancer yet, but I don't think cancer will get three bads, but suburbs got three bads. <laughs> no cancer will probably get three cancer bads. Cancer should get three bads. I don't know, Bo <laughs> might give it good. He seems to go crazy on it. Recycling, I mean come on. Well he's also trying to build cancer in his own lungs right now with cigarettes. <laughs> That's so. true. He's gotta support All what right. he's constructing. So there's no mail in the mailbag, but if you'd like to send us your thoughts on this episode, you can email us at goodbadb at gmail.com that's good bad bs at gmail.com if you want to find out more about our, our show uh like us on facebook and follow us on twitter you can go to gbbpodcast.com and find out all the information about our show there that's gbbpodcast.com all right i did a good job of cutting you guys off eh? <laughs> yeah fairly decent so uh if our listeners want to find out more about you crofton where can they find you um they can follow me at Crofton Steers on Twitter. All right. Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Well, they can find me walking to my SUV, which I will then get into to drive five minutes to the convenience store to pick up milk and then drive back and park my car again because I live in the suburbs. And Wait, sure, actually, that's not me. And you left it on for 20 minutes before hopping into the car. Yeah, and I, yeah, I left it on while I went into the to the convenience, <laughs> the strip mall convenience store as well. Man, if anyone lives in the suburbs, listens to this, they're going to write in and be like, you guys are idiots. Well, yeah. whatever. They, they have a right to their opinion, and we would love to hear it. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of people that live in the suburbs, so we're probably outnumbered. Yeah, and, and if they, if somebody's listening who lives in the suburbs and has, like, you know, a real passionate uh, pro-suburb opinion, like, please send it in. We would like to hear why why it appeals to you because, you know, we could be missing something. I think probably it's not. cost, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much, guys. Uh, until next time. Say bye. It is over! Podcast is rated R.